Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Steven and this is the Storytime Channel. We've got some pro revenge stories, so let's jump right into our first story of the day by they call me Jaws. I'll make you look stupid to your boss. Quarantine has given me a lot of time to read this up. I figured I'd share mine. I was working at an office as their admin. As most office folks will know, it is very hard to find a good, competent admin. The good ones want to be more than an admin and don't last more than a year or two typically before they head on to bigger things. That said, I was a good admin. I was working there full time so I could pay for college, which I attended at night. Not the most conventional college experience, but no debt. Anyways, this means that I would be there for a few years while I finished up school. After I had been there a few years, the higher ups were delighted to have a competent admin who was actually staying. My desk was right outside one of the higher ups offices on the opposite side and I could actually hear their discussions. One day I could hear a meeting discussing how great and efficient I was, how I was getting so much more done than the last person who was in my role. I was super excited. Always nice for your work to go noticed, right? Well, it turns out, not exactly. In the following weeks, I heard a few more meetings. They had come up with a brilliant plan for me to absorb another employee's role since I could handle it. To be honest, I could have handled it, but they were discussing how cost-effective it was since I was paid relatively minimally in comparison to others in the office. As in, I would be absorbing another employee's role without a pay increase. They were discussing me like I was a cash cow. It made me feel stupid for putting so much hard work in. They weren't appreciative, they were exploitive. Their plan was to fire the woman who I would be replacing, who by the way had been there about 15 years and was great. They would then ask me to help out and fill the vacant role. I would then help out permanently. Seriously, so exploitive. If they had just asked me to take on the role with a pay increase, which would still be infinitely less expensive than the whole salary they had been paying the other woman, I would have gladly accepted. Instead, they were resorting to trickery in order to brag about how they've cut costs and increased efficiency. They scheduled to have this change done before their next expense meeting with one of the big bosses so they could show them how great the numbers looked. That meeting was scheduled for 2pm on a Wednesday. I was a few steps ahead of them, since I could hear everything in their meetings, so I hatched a plan. They explained that they were in a tight spot and needed me to fill in since I get all my work done so quickly. I said I would be happy to help out and asked if I could work 7am to 3pm for the next 4 Wednesdays in order to take an earlier night class which they approved. As I said, my role was a very hard one to properly fill. The other role was admin adjacent and was also not easy to fill. I had paid my bill for my last quarter of college and lived at home so had pretty minimal expenses. I would be fine to complete my last 3 months of college without a job. I submitted my three weeks notice to one of the higher-ups who I knew barely skims her emails. I wrote her an email reminding her about my Wednesday's shift change and to please see attached. Attached was my three weeks notice letter. She clearly only read the body, not the attachment and responded with a quick thank you. My last day worked out perfectly as planned. 
On the very day of their 2pm meeting with the big boss, after they had spent an hour raving about their business savvy minds and how much cost they were able to trim by using me, I entered their meeting at exactly 3pm with a large box loaded up with my personal items from clearing out my desk for full effect. I apologized for interrupting, but wanted to say goodbye before leaving on my last day. I warmly thanked them for the past four years and earnestly said to keep in touch. Their faces were a combination of confusion and horror. The big boss looked the most confused, considering he had just been told for an hour that I would be taking on two roles for the price of one. Big boss says, what's going on? I say, oh, sorry for any confusion. I changed my schedule on Wednesday, so I leave at 3pm. Not that. Why do you have your things packed up? Well, it's my last day, of course. Higher up angrily says, Well, as you know, we need notice in writing. We can't just fill a position overnight. I say, that's why I gave you three weeks notice in my email rather than the standard two. I do hope that helped in your search for a new admin. Higher up looking ghostly white. Can you stick around for a bit? I think we have some discussing to do. Maybe we can work something out? Me, with the most confused face I could manage, work something out? What do you mean? Literal silence when the realization sets in that I quit weeks ago and there was nothing to discuss. Well, anyways, I just wanted to make sure I said goodbye. I better get going. I turned and walked out. The juxtaposition between me professionally saying goodbye with a smile and their confusion slash anger slash tension was incredible. They actually ended up calling me the next week to ask if I would stay a bit longer with a pay increase, which I declined and noted that this probably should have been discussed prior to my exit from the job. So satisfying. I spent the next three months focusing on only my schoolwork and applying for new jobs in my field now that I would have my degree. I had time to attend all of the college's senior activities too, so I got one semester of the college experience which made me really happy. One of my coworkers, who I still talk to called me to ask about what had happened. Apparently higher ups and big boss were in their office meeting for several hours even after office hours with lots of yelling involved. The aftermath was pretty beautiful. They had to hire staff from a temp agency to fill both positions and it took two months to fill one role, three months to fill the other. The office was basically in chaos for those three months. Additionally, the woman who they fired to have me fill her role filed for unemployment and the company had to pay her unemployment for the maximum amount of time. She was older and ended up retiring shortly after her unemployment benefits ran out. The higher-ups weren't fired or anything, but they were not well-liked by the big boss at all and had to work hard to gain any trust back after their freak-up and were micromanaged a lot more. Now, that is a very fortunate situation where you were sitting close enough to the meeting room where you could snoop in on it. If this was you when you overheard them trying to basically lump you into two jobs for the price of one already underpaid one, would you have just straight up called them out on it and tried to get the pay raise you deserved, or would you have quit, or would you have done something similar to what OP did? Let me know in the comments down below. This next story is by Laws Newman, There's Always a Smarter Person Than You. During my time as a consultant, we started having payment problems with one multinational client. Specifically, this one site stopped paying their bills. Their excuses got worse and worse. Now, we had a great relationship with the site director and various executives. 
but this accounting department suddenly couldn't find its butt with either hand. After six months, it started looking like it was time to hire a lawyer and threaten lawsuits. A horrible idea with real bad consequences for repeat business, but... The accounting woman we liaised with suggested a face-to-face bring-all-your-documents meeting. Three hours drive there and the same on the return trip, probably a two-hour meeting, but it was a significant amount of money. Unfortunately for her, we had just acquired a neat little electronic gadget. Just to optimize our time there, we set up a meeting with the site director, ST, to touch bases. Double bonus, we could cut short a dragging on meeting by mentioning we had to go see ST. She waffled, talked about anything and everything and nothing, wouldn't say why any of this was happening. Me and my partner exchanged disgusted looks and stood up to walk out. She hurriedly got to the point. For an administrative fee of X, she would see that payments would be made within the week. A flat-out bribery holdup. We exchanged another look. You seriously want us to pay you X to do the job this company is already paying you for? It certainly would help. Partner says, if we get the money to you by the end of the day, you'll unblock the situation? Yes. I assume you want cash? Yes, cash will be perfect. I say, right, let's go. We left and went straight to the site director's office. He graciously showed out a subordinate so he could meet with us earlier than planned. We pulled out our neat little electronic gadget and played back the recording of the relevant bits of the meeting. Site director says, ah, thank you for confirming my suspicions. I'll take care of it. You'll be paid within the week. Partner says, you understand we'll be keeping the original of the recording? You can have a copy. Site director says, not necessary, thank you. I'll take care of it. Have a nice trip back. Payment arrived three days later in full. Celebration. A different person became our site liaison. During a future mission at that site, we were informed unofficially that accounting woman had been promoted to head of warehouse, for which she had no training, and told to sit in a corner and just handle the inventory count already run by computer while her three-week leaving period ran out the clock. I strongly suspected, some interesting questions from our new accounting liaison, a forensic accounting effort to nail her with professional malfeasance and wreck her professional reputation and uninsurance payments. So if I'm following this correctly, it was the accounting woman using the accounting department as a way to basically blackmail companies into paying them. But it didn't work out very well for them because, surprise, they knew the site director, which I guess is some kind of superior, and they were able to fix this whole situation and get the lady busted. With pulling a stunt like that, I'm surprised she even got the three weeks. This next story is by Ruby Rose, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Make me work past the time the law says I can? I get the manager fired. This happened a few years ago when I was 15 and working at a popular fast food company. My state says minors cannot work past 10 p.m. to give the student time to do homework and enough sleep for the next school day. Ignoring this law could get the company a fine. You also couldn't work more than 30 hours if you worked part-time. I started work here at 15 and left at 16. My schedule was always 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. for four days a week. I might work a couple minutes over 10, but that wasn't a big deal. I would just be finishing taking an order. I had worked there for a good year, no bad reviews, 
Always had a smile, rarely had a sick day and would often cover others and I had gotten employee of the month twice. We were always short on people. So one day I was working and taking orders in the drive-thru. About 9.30pm, the manager, female 37, had told me to stay late. OP, I'm gonna need you to stay late tonight. The person covering you doesn't come until 2am. I can't because... We need you to. Coworker says she can't. She's a minor. Well, the person covering your shift doesn't show up till 2 a.m. OP will deal with it. I work till 2 a.m., went to school with barely any sleep. I wake up at 6 a.m. and start at school at 7. After this, this would happen every time I worked with this manager, which was two out of the four days I worked, and often would be days in a row, Tuesday and Wednesday. I was really falling behind in schoolwork as I could barely even get enough sleep to function. I would get home about 2.15 if I left at exactly 2am as my last meal would have been lunch at school and then finally falling asleep at about 3am. I have trouble falling asleep. This was very much illegal as I was working 38 hours, legally couldn't be more than 30 as a part time, and working past 10pm. I was receiving no breaks, as at my work, if you work more than 5 hours, you get a 30 minute unpaid break. This happened for about a month. So I go into work again, and it's this manager again. 9.30pm, manager tells me I have to stay again till 2am. You're staying late again. I can't, I have school tomorrow and I'm falling behind. I don't care, you need to work till 2am and to have someone cover your shift. I legally am not supposed to work past 10pm. But when you applied here, you agreed that if you needed to work extra, you would. Which, general manager said I still would have to be off at 10pm due to state labor laws. You agreed when you applied that you could work extra, so you're working extra. Now get back to work. So I ended up working the shift, but I decided to report my company and corporate as other managers didn't believe me when I first told them. I call the school day off as well as call off work that day with the same manager. I decided to email higher ups, stating dates and times I worked, showed I was still a minor, worked more than 30 hours a week and stated if the city found out, they would get a huge fine due to this. I also tagged my general manager as well. This immediately went into investigation. I was told I could have the next few days off at work. I finally got enough sleep. So when I came back in for my shift after my days off, I was taken into the office. General manager says, please take a seat, we would like to talk. I take a seat in the office and set my stuff in next to me. Corporate manager says, I would like to say sorry on behalf of the company for your overtime. Legally, you are not allowed to work past 10pm and manager neglected to follow the law. General manager says, manager has been fired for disobeying the law and possibly causing the store to lose a lot of money. We also had found out she had done this to other people on nights who didn't work. If it wasn't for your complaint, this would have gone much longer than it did. The meeting ended shortly after I signed some papers about my complaint and how I'd get a raise and how all my meals would now be free instead of half off. I quit shortly after and the last time I seen the manager was when I went to the grocery store when she was packing bags. Yeah, this lady is absolutely reckless. And personally, I'm glad that she lost her job because that's not okay to be doing. Most people in those managerial positions understand the ramifications of breaking these laws and wouldn't dare doing something as stupid as that. You can get fined lots of money. 
And our final story of the day is by MCAT36. Disobeying rules because you're in a rush? Time for a lesson in patience. I went down to my local Robinson's today because they had a sale on Pepsi Max and my boyfriend is addicted to the stuff. It's actually quite far out of my way, but I have nothing better to do. Being furloughed is boring. So I make my way to the checkout, scan my eight bottles of Pepsi and join the queue of people making their way to the exit. I'm stuck behind two short ladies walking very slowly. One seems to be leaning on the other. It seems the leaning lady has some sort of disability, so I make sure to stay at a safe distance in case she stops suddenly and I have to go around her. So I'm moseying along when Mr. Silverhair appears, right next to me. There was much less than a meter between us and despite our masks, I was peeved that he wasn't obeying social etiquette by respecting social distancing guidelines. He was trying to cut me off to get around the two ladies but was blocked by a display. I happily retook my spot in front of him and continued the slow pace set by the ladies. I could sense the frustration of Mr. Silverhair and it delighted me. At the exit, there are two doors to choose from. The ladies chose the left door, so I chose the right. I was quite enjoying the slow, calming pace, so I continued it for as long as possible. Mr. Silverhair was even going in the same direction as me. How fortunate. I made my way to a trolley bay and he stomped past me. Very petty, but I certainly felt satisfied. So to be clear, Robinson's is a British supermarket that said, show some social etiquette. Not only the mask thing, but just being polite about the people in front of you. Unless the people in front of you are purposely being rude to you, just try and respect it. That's all I can really add to that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So if you enjoyed the stories today, please consider giving the video a like. And if you haven't, subscribe and turn notifications on so you'll never miss an upcoming video. And if you had a favorite story of the day, let me know which one and why in the comments down below. But no matter what you did, whether it was liking, commenting, subscribing, whatever you did, thank you all so very much for supporting me right here on the Storytime channel. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and as always, I'll be back tomorrow with more Reddit stories right here on the Storytime channel.